0: We're excited about the counting of the Omer, and I'm really excited about the message that I have to share with you today, too, because I think that the Lord is going to speak to you through it as well. Now, I want you to stay with me in this message, because what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be painting a picture with today's message. And so, even if you know some of the individual facts that I'm going to be sharing, we're going to be digging deeper to understand a revelation. And so I tell you forthrightly, I've got a lot of scripture in my message today. So you really got to tune in and hear what the word of God says, because I'm going to tell you something. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's not Rabbi Kevin Solomon that's going to set you free. It is the truth. The word of God is true and will stand forever. And so I want you to tune in and hear what the word of God says. So let's start here back in Bereshit in the book of Genesis and uh, chapter 30. Because God himself made a promise to Abraham, to Abraham, actually to Abram at this point. We're going to pick it up in verse 14. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, "'Look around from where you are. Look to the north and south, the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever.'" This is what the Word of God says, crystal clear, forever. How long? Forever. How long? Say it with me together, everybody. How long? Forever, exactly. Is it, is it just until the new covenant comes? No, it's forever. Is it until Yeshua comes? No, it is forever. Let me tell you something, folks. When God says forever, He means Forever. God said, I'm going to give you, Abraham, and your descendants this land, which is the land of Israel, from now on forevermore. And that includes the time that we're in right now. So don't be fooled by what the United Nations says or what certain politicians might say. What matters is what this says, the word of God. And God made his promise explicitly and unconditionally. Say amen. Yet the children of Israel, of course, as we know, would be disobedient to God. This is just like us as humans to become disobedient, and indeed we were disobedient to God. Yeshayahu Hanavi, Isaiah the prophet, spoke much about the national discipline of the Jewish people. And due to our disobedience, what happens? Our disobedience meant that we were scattered to the four corners of the earth, which is one of the reasons why you have Jewish people in every country you have uh, Argentinian Jews, you have British Jews, you have American Jews, of course, Israeli Jews, Russian Jews. There are even Jews in in China, all over the world, and uh, Egyptian, Moroccan Jews. They're Jews from every... Why? Well, because we were disobedient. God scattered us to the four corners of the earth. But Isaiah also foretold of a time when Israel would be gathered back to our own land. Remember, in Genesis God had promised it to Abraham and his descendants forever through Isaac and Jacob. The land promised to the Jewish people. So let's read what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 66, please, verse 8, because it's a prophecy about God regathering the Jewish people back to the land of Israel. And in this prophecy, this is Isaiah speaking, but it's the Lord. He's saying, thus saith the Lord. It says this in verse 8, who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. Wow, that's a powerful passage and a powerful scripture right there. And this, this should hold great significance to each of us here. Because the Lord says to Isaiah that at some point, God would rebirth the nation of Israel, and miraculously, it would be in just a day. Well, as you probably know, and I alluded to it a couple times already in this service, this past Wednesday was Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israeli Independence Day. It was on this day on the Hebrew calendar when Israel declared statehood in 1948, and you have to understand, though, when this was written, Isaiah prophesied this from the Lord back in a, in a time when no one could have ever imagined a nation being born in, in a single day. It just wasn't the way it worked back then. It wasn't like, oh, today there's, we're going to go ahead and form an official nation. Nations grew up over dozens of years and centuries even. But sure enough, friends, God's word is true, and it happened on a day in May of 1948, which is amazing because if it's not in your lifetime, it's in the lifetime of people that you know, which is unbelievable. We're talking about, remember, this is, this is going back as we move the clock back, This goes back all the way to Abraham. We talked in the scriptures about how God promised Abraham that land. And he said, This land is yours forever and to your descendants forever. That was 4,000, that was thousands of years ago and yet longer. And, And yet, here it is that in literally our lifetimes, our generation here, Israel sure enough, came back into existence, back into our own land, just as Isaiah prophesied the prophet Isaiah. Absolutely amazing how this happened. Absolutely remarkable. And uh, and, and we should celebrate this, of course, because God's word is true. God's word is true. You need to understand this, the truth of God's word, because this has significance to us in, in even a, a bigger way. And what does God say that we should do when we see Israel back in our land? And when we see Israel a nation again, which happened in May of 48, it's in existence today. What, how, how should we react to this? Well, it says just a little bit later, uh, a couple of verses later, Isaiah 66, verse 10, it says, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice greatly with her, all you who mourn over her. See, so this is a biblically commanded time for rejoicing. We celebrate because God is true to his word. Do you hear that? Just this past Wednesday, people say the Bible was written thousands of years ago. Just this past Wednesday, everybody, we saw something happen that was specifically prophesied in the Bible. It's an absolutely amazing thing, and yet is further proof and evidence that God is true and that the, the Bible that we read is indeed His Word. And, and this is why Israel is of such great importance and significance in the world that we live in today. Uh, and it's also, by the way, one of the reasons why Israel is under such persecution in the world today. Why? Because Israel's existence is validation that the God of Israel is God. Israel's very existence is validation, and we have to understand the principle of God's promises. And this relates to us and where we're at right now in a big time kind of way. You can turn to First, Second Corinthians, chapter one, please. Second Corinthians. Chapter one, swipe on your phones or look at that cool little scroll icon we have in the bottom. We got a great uh, producer we're working with, Michael, doing a great job. And uh, I just love this. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20. Let this sink into your spirit. It says this, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Messiah. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Woo, man, I'm telling you what. I, I, I don't need people here. I'm saying I'm mad myself. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful scripture right there. We really have to understand this. When God promises something, he does it. Rabbi E said a couple weeks ago, you can take it to the Chase Manhattan Bank. Because you best believe that it's going to happen. If God says it, that settles it. End of story. His promises are yes and amen, period, end of sentence. See, understanding God's promises to Israel is to understand God's promises to all of us who are believers. Follow me now. I'm painting a picture, and this is also going to circle through. Not because the promises are exactly the same. They're not. But the point is, is that God is a covenant-keeping God. And this is very important for us to understand, especially today, especially with everything that's going on today in the world that's just crazy. I want for you to really connect with these passages. I want you to let them sink into your spirit because they have great relevance today and yes, uh, all these things have 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 significance and importance geopolitically. When we talk about Israel, and when you turn on the news and you hear all about Israel, and it's Israel, this and Israel, that, and it's Israel's constantly in the news, which only makes sense, even though it's just a few million, eight million, ten million, it's not many people. relative billions in the world, right? But yet Israel's always in the news. Why? It's because of this this principle here, because God has a deal. He has a covenant going on with the Jewish people in the nation of Israel. And so geopolitically, this matters. But also, friends, it has relevance for you and me personally, whether you come from a Jewish or a non-Jewish background. Why? Because God's relationship with Israel reveals his nature. And this is very important in understanding what we're going through right now. Okay, listen to the words uh, the Lord spoke uh, as it relates to how much He loves the Jewish people. Way into this, this is uh, Isaiah chapter 49. If you would like to turn to it, and 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 think about this, this is this is uh, the way I have always looked at these uh, these passages. Is it's almost like a love story and a love note from God to the Jewish people and to Israel. So I want you to think about what the Lord is saying to our people. In Isaiah 49, here's, here's, here's what happens. For Zion says, so the Jewish people say, "The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me." Listen friends, a 2,000-year exile is a long time. <laughs> we were out of the land of Israel for 2,000 years. That didn't say like, uh, you know, a couple months of corona. Seriously, think about that for just a minute. No, no. Israel, the Jewish people were in exile out of the land of Israel, the land that God promised them. He himself promised it to us. You got to understand this. For 2,000 years, that's more than one would have expected, I'm sure. It's certainly more than I would have expected. But remember that God's promises are what, Chris? Yes and Amen. That's exactly right. So, how does God respond to the Jewish people's lament? So we read that that the Jewish people said, Hey, the Lord has forsaken us, the Lord has forgotten us. But look at the next verse, starting in verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she is born? Though she may forget, I will not. Forget you. God says, and he continues, verse 16. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Wow. Think about what God says here. It's, it's so visceral. He says, the Jewish people are like, yo, have you forgotten this, God? We've been in exile for thousands of years we've been persecuted the most persecuted people in the history of the world you've forgotten about us oh god we lamented and god says can a mother forget the her, her her baby she may forget but i will not forget you behold i have engraved my people on the palm of my hand you think about that it's absolutely amazing The palm of your hand is such a sensitive area, and it's an area that you use so often, right? God says he's engraved the Jewish people on the palm of his hand, the palms of his hands. And he says, your walls are always before me. Ooh, boy. Make no mistake, God has a special place in his heart for the Jewish people and for the nation of Israel. Now, does that make us better than other people? Not at all but our national calling is different. So it's easy to understand geopolitically why Israel has significance because the God of the universe promised the Jewish people that land and he has his hand on her. And that all is clear, of course, and the adversary, Hasatan, of course, the devil, hates Israel and the Jewish people. It's the basis of anti-Semitism. Why is there so much anti-Semitism in the world today? Why is there so much hate of Israel and the Jewish people? Why? Because God loves them so much. And, he, and, and, and the adversary knows that God says that I've engraved my people in the palm of my hand. So whatever he can do to mess with the Jewish people, he's trying to mess with God, you understand. But why does this all have significance for all believers, whether Jewish or not Jewish? And why now does this have great significance? Oh, this is beautiful. And it all does come together because, my friends, our country is going through it right now. You all know this. You all can see this. Even as we're starting to try to kinda come out of our caves, so to speak, right? Still, uh, there's a a tension still in the air. We have a, a, a number of our members who've lost their jobs. We're all isolated. Many people still fearful. It's easy to drift away from the Lord. It's easy to kick up the lazy boy and veg. No offense if you're watching from a lazy boy. That's okay. No problem. Some people have become sick. People are hurting financially right now. People have lost ground in their retirements. People are weary. They're frustrated at everything going on. Many are very lonely. A lot of lonely people right now. Mental mental health lines are seeing an exponential growth in the number of people calling right now. That tells you something. Some people are looking to God and are confused given their love and sincere service to God. And they're saying, God Where are you? How and why have you forgotten us? (laughs) Does that sound familiar? It should sound familiar. Because we just read this about the Jewish people wondering the same thing in our years of exile. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says this, and be encouraged by this, my friends, my brothers and sisters. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Messiah Yeshua. Woo. You see? Okay. See, when we look at the Israeli flag, that blue and white flag that flies, it should immediately fill you with complete assurance that the promises of God are yes and amen. We just had Yom Haatzmautz. That should fill you with an assurance. It should give you a confidence that God does what he says he will do. Okay, so we've established that God does what he says he will do. We saw it evidenced by the Jewish people. Even with the 2,000 years of exile, we saw it evidenced by Israel becoming a nation again. And then we read in the scripture that we are confident that the God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. So even though we're going through it now, God has not lost track of you. He hasn't lost track of you. He knows just where you are. He cares for you, and he will take care of you. This is of great importance in this time of uncertainty. When we look, we we get evidence and 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 understanding from the Word of God that helps us. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter six says something that is absolutely beautiful that I know many of you need to hear. I'm I'm in touch with a with some of you, and and, and I get certain questions. And anytime I have any interaction via phone or an email or. Or something like that. People are just like, "Oh boy, we just can't wait to get back to Bethlehem. We just can't wait to sit in those, in those, in the, with all that blue around us here. This place kind of blue, right? We got the Israeli blue happening here, and uh, and, and and you can just people are taste it." And they say, we just love watching the services uh, online. It gives us at least that feeling and, and with that connection point. But we just can't wait to be back. And, and fair enough. And then there are some, some people, of course, who are who are watching from other places, I was talking to some people from Colorado and from Florida who've been watching us. And they've been sending us some encouraging notes from other, other states. Well, Indiana, uh, we've been uh, hearing from different people. It's a beautiful thing. But this is what you need to understand. If you're a follower of the Lord... How is it that all this is going on? And and, and if you're feeling a little bit lost at times and frustrated, Hebrews chapter 6, starting in verse 10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want to become lazy. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Mm. Amen. See, through faith and patience, you will inherit that which has been promised to you. So says the Word of God. It often does not come immediately. It takes time. This coronavirus has been brutal, and people are chomping at the bit to get going again. And the virus may delay certain things for you. Some of you had vacations planned. I was scheduled to lead a college group to the the land of Israel, Remember that when Israel was without a homeland, it would have been very easy to say, God, have you abandoned us? In fact, they kind of did, right? They did say that. It would be easy for them to say, God, aren't you true to your promises? Why are we not in Israel? But just like the word says, we have to have faith and be patient. Show this diligence to the end. Stay connected to God's word. Keep on praying. Keep tuning in to weekly Shabbat services. Reach out to others. You see, God is true to his promises, and he says he will not forget you. You are not forgotten by God. Just like the Jewish people were not forgotten by God, even through the thousands of years of their exile. But God's promises are yes and amen, including his promises to you. When God says that if he's begun this work in you, he's going to complete the work. And he sees what you've done, and he's not unjust. You see how this relates to us? So, what about right now? Because we're suffering right now, right? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 18 says this, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Oh, so true, amen. See, God knew that there would be times that we would suffer. It's part of the fallen world that we live in. There will be hard times. There will be difficult periods, Mishvacha. Things will not always go the way that we want them to go or the way that we think that they should go. But God says that this is not even comparable to the glory that awaits. And rest assured of this, found just a few verses later in verse 28, Romans 8:28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. See, this is part of the promise. Again, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, that blue and white Israeli flag is a physical testimony that this word is true. God is faithful to his promises. In In all things, even in these things that we're going through right now, God works for the good of those who love him. Do you love God? Do you love God? I know that you do. And if you love God, God works things for your good, even things that are difficult. Now, it may not not always turn out exactly the way that we want them to, but God has the bigger picture in mind. You know, when I have my my teenage kids, and sometimes what they think is good and what I think is good for them, it's not always the same thing. (laughs) Sometimes it's different, right? But, but, But we know, and as we grow and as we mature, We know that we have the perspective that maybe they don't have when they're little kids. Similarly, what are we? We're we're not even, I mean, we're like babies compared to God. He knows way more than we know. His thoughts are way higher than our thoughts and we have to trust in Him that He knows the good for us. But we can rest on the promise that He made in the Word because we know it's true. He's shown Himself to be true. It really is. Luke chapter 12, as we prepare to close. You have to remember what God says about you. He says this, beloved. Luke 12, verse 6 and 7. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. God says of Israel... That he can no more forget Israel than a mother can her nursing child. And we see that evidenced today. Similarly, God says in Luke that he will not forget you. He knows what you're going through. The title of my message is, Not Forgotten.
1: saturday mornings at 11. god bless and shalom